This is the makeup podcast from the for the two of the four canceled seminars on the lesson topic of conspiracy theories. In each of the Tuesday sessions, uh, the discussion was so rich I called an audible and put our small group exercises aside to take advantage of the rich debate and ideas that were discussed in those sessions. Although I have extensive notes, I really want to drill down on one persistent and important point. And that is our visceral limbic need for patterns that our ancestors, when they would hear a scuffle in a bush, immediately made the connection to a definite threat, a definite predator, to then run away or attack. If our ancestors spent even one second dithering over whether the noise was that of a predator or the wind, that ancestor would be dead if it was indeed a threat. For most of human history, this is before the cognitive revolution, we were very low on the food chain and most animals wanted to kill or eat us. So those homo sapiens that dithered and dallied and delayed their response in trying to confirm a simple pattern, the simplest of patterns, that is noise, predator, they died out. What remained of humans and what each of us was born with is to automatically create patterns just to make it through the day. It's not a nice to have, it's instinctive. So this is one of the most important points and visceral driving functions of why some people see what is to them definite patterns and allow some people to believe conspiracy theories with every ounce of energy they have. And on this point, I'd like to quote neurobiologist and educator Bolado, as he says, every behavior that we do, we do to reduce uncertainty. We do it to increase certainty. The stress resulting from uncertainty is tremendous in our society. It increases brain cell death, it decreases plasticity, and it makes you a more extreme version of yourself. We do almost everything to avoid uncertainty. He goes on to say, these assumptions are essential for your survival. Every time you take a step, your brain has hundreds of assumptions that the floor is not going to give way, that your legs aren't going to give way, that that's not a hole, it's a surface. So these assumptions keep us alive. Our brain evolved to take what is meaningless and make it meaningful. If you're not sure that was a predator, it was too late. So your brain evolved to take this meaningless data and make meaning from it. And that's the process of perception. And then we hold onto these assumptions. Everything you do right now is grounded in your assumptions, not sometimes, but all the time. And so we have conspiracy theorists that may find patterns. And this is me talking, I'm no longer quoting Bolado. Conspiracy theorists may find patterns in song lyrics, uh, speeches, signs, uh, numbers, and other areas of events or locations that actually hold no meaning and are not statistically significant, especially when a conspiracy theory is looking for a particular pattern, structure, or sign. That person may find it or might, may find patterns in the things that she hears and sees. Now, what I do want to do as a thought experiment only, so there is no homework, there's no written assignment, there you don't have to call me or anything like that, 
is I want to kind of talk through the exercise. This is something that we didn't have the opportunity to do. I think it will be helpful in the future discussions for at least two lessons. So now, break, break. We're going into what would have been the exercise. I'm just going to talk through it a little bit, and then I want you just to think about it as a thought experiment while I'm giving you some background. And I'll give you background, I'll give you some instructions, I'll give you some details, uh, and we'll go from there. So in a minute, I'll describe uh, some details of an organization called The Base, which I think is funny because Al-Qaeda is the base in Arabic, but in English, they're called The Base. And this is a neo-Nazi group founded, and by the way, I don't think it's funny, I think it's tragically funny. So not like funny haha. The neo-Nazi neo group founded and led by a former U.S. government employee. That's the base. Um, the founder uh, is someone who married a Russian and now lives in St. Petersburg, as far as uh, the BBC, according to the BBC, and as far as we know. He may or may not be receiving help from Russians. It's unlikely that the Kremlin offers direct help, unlikely but possible. More likely that the Kremlin turns a blind eye and allows or even indirectly enables neo-Nazis to support U.S. neo-Nazi groups to sow division in the United States. According to the website counterextremism.com, and I'm quoting here, Russia could exploit its influence with white nationalist groups in the U.S. to foment violence, terrorism. In recent years, the Russian imperial movement has formed ties with U.S. white nationalists and spread racist propaganda and conspiracy theories on social media. Experts believe that the Kremlin provides tacit support to violent white nationalists as part of a strategy to internally fracture Western nations. Okay, so that was a quote from counterextremism.com. And now to go on with a, some background uh, for this thought exercise. These discussions may or may not involve conspiracy theories, what, we're, what I'm about to talk about. But, they are but there are conspiracy theories that may overemphasize Russia's part in training armies of white nationalist terrorists to subvert the United States to exploit existing societal, ideological, and political schisms. Furthermore, there are conspiracy theories about Nazaro himself. That's the name, Ronaldo uh, Nazaro. It's the name of the founder of the base. So there are conspiracy theories about Nazaro within neo-Nazi communities. Some neo-Nazis claim that he is an undercover federal officer, given his history of civilian U.S. government work, and that is to include uh, at Department of Homeland Security. And yes, I did know him and meet him several times professionally when I was in Homeland Security, sadly. Another possible conspiracy theory about Nazaro is quite the opposite, that his credentials for being a civilian analyst, first for the U.S. Marine Corps and then for Department of Homeland Security, giving him knowledge of the U.S. government and a limited understanding of warfare and terrorism is a lie, only to prop him up as a uh, faux-skilled warrior leader. Then there are those who believe the Kremlin neo-Nazi nexus is just leftist disinformation, leftist propaganda to sow dissent. So as I provide some further background from news sources, I want to challenge you to think to yourself, and again, like I said earlier, there's no homework assignment, nothing to be written about, you don't need to email me, just for your consideration that I think will help, help inform future discussions in at least uh, a couple lessons between now and the end of March. Um, 
I want you to think of ways that you can subvert the base focused on Nazaro. Ways that are legal, ways that don't necessarily force you to be under Title 10 or Title 50, um, and you can be as diabolical or as nice, you can be as indirect or as direct as you wish. So I'm going to read from a couple news articles about this guy, Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldo Nazaro. First is from the BBC News. And it's an article entitled, Neo-Nazi Ronaldo Nazaro Running U.S. Militant Group, The Base from Russia. According to the BBC, the base is a major counterterrorism focus for the FBI. Seven alleged members uh, were charged this month with various offenses, including conspiracy to commit murder. Court documents prepared by the FBI describe the base as a racially motivated, violent extremist group that seeks to exacerbate, or excuse me, seeks to accelerate the downfall of the United States government, incite a race war, and establish a white ethno state. The group, founded July 2018, gains followers online, communicates using encrypted messaging applications, and encourages members to engage in paramilitary training. The leader's real identity had long been a mystery. However, multiple images and videos of Nazaro, taken over several years in both the USA and Russia, show the man known to be the base founder who goes by two aliases. He has previously used photographs of himself when promoting the group online. Last year, Nazaro was listed as a guest at a Russia, Russian government security exhibition in Moscow which focused on the demonstration of the results of state policy and achievements. A video posted online in March 2019 shows Nazaro in Russia wearing a t-shirt, bearing an image of President Vladimir Putin, along with the words, Russia, absolute power. We, and this is the, from the perspective of the BBC, we trace Nazaro and his wife to an upmarket property in central St. Petersburg, purchased in her name in 2018, the same month to which the FBI dates the creation of the base. Now I want to uh, quote just a few lines from a Vice News article uh, from February titled, Department of Homeland Security confirms neo-Nazi leader used to work for it. And I can confirm that too. The Department of Homeland Security confirmed it once employed an American neo-Nazi terror leader now based in Russia after he posted what he said were letters of appreciation that DHS and the Pentagon sent him, thanking him for his service. And now I want to go further down the article and explain why Nazaro wanted to make these statements, why he had, so he had three letters of commendation, one from Department of Homeland Security is my understanding, and then two from the Marine Corps. Nazaro told Vice News that he posted letters to legitimize himself with the far right members of which have questioned his military career. And I'm quoting him uh, from an email. There's been, such, there's been much speculation about my background, so I'm post, I posted the letters for the benefit of my side as evidence that I am who I say I am. So now what I want to do is go back to my original question for the thought experiment, which is what are ways to subvert the base focused on Nazaro himself? And again, you can be as diabolical or as nice as you want. Um, I think you should be definitely US value based, but at the same time, 
think as if you have been tasked to target this individual, to isolate him, to delegitimize him, or to subvert his efforts. Ultimately, you're conducting a sort of uh, rhetorical or ideological sabotage. So here are some examples of the types of, th types of things you might consider. Okay? I'm not trying to put answers uh, into your minds. Instead, I'm trying to give you kind of ideas of things to think about it, how you would subvert this person. If you were in Washington, D.C., you couldn't go to Russia, um, so basically you'd be doing stuff online or via phone or via other communications technologies. So you could single out its ringleader, that's, that's this guy Nazaro, for embarrassment and shame online, playing against his ego. Another example, you could do the first and flood rumors. In other words, flood the internet, flood social media platforms into Eastern Europe. That is actually the U.S. far-right extremists that are radicalizing Russian Nazis and not the other way around. This is unlikely to succeed and easily debunked, but could draw Russian uh, Nazis into Putin's target or his uh, target picture. You could, for example, purchase and play World War II films of Russians and Americans killing and punching Nazis on YouTube. Juxtapose it with the awkward photos of Ronaldo, Ronaldo being a, I'm using this term, I, I don't mean to cause any disrespect, but i definitely causing disrespect for Nazaro, but using the term fobbit, in other words, someone that, that stays in the fob and uh, is now out, out on the uh, front lines in a battle. Um, also amplify rumors that already exist over Renato Nazaro, either one, being a current Fed, or two, having lied about his military service, because he didn't have military service. He was a civilian, my understanding, a civilian uh, hire or a civilian contractor of some sort for the Marines. And then also ask yourself, what are perhaps deception or diversion stories needed to mask that you were part of this effort? If you choose an indirect approach, how would you maintain secrecy? How would you try to divert or deceive people that are trying to figure out who the source of these messaging and these narratives are? Also consider who would be the amplifiers for these narratives? Would we employ a customer review service in India to drown out Nazaro on social media? So basically, there's a number of companies all over the world, but there's some great ones in India where you can pay them and you'll have individual accounts, uh, real authenticated accounts, not bots, who will drown out certain messages, drown out certain online narratives. Would you find fizzers, fizziers? Uh, within the neo-Nazi movements and exaggerate, exaggerate and exacerbate them. So you're subverting the subversion in a way. Okay, some things for your uh, sort of a thought experiment, some things to think about. Uh, look forward to seeing you this week, and thank you.